Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like, it feels like a, like a movie. How do we start these? Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Fuck is Having the Podcast. Review a special edition. episode, yes. Um, because we now do separate review episodes, partly so that people can listen without spoilers, and partly so that, I don't know. For the skippers. Yeah. Exactly. The skippers? Just for fun. So we have extra content. Hi, Captain. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so welcome. I'm Nick. I'm Maddie. I'm Chelsea. We have Chelsea as a special Can guest we today. Record? We pressed record. Yes, I Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so yes. we we just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was going to finish that by saying because you came and saw the movie with us, but then Nicholas interrupted me. Well, actually, I was going to say because we value your opinion. Oh. And she was going to be because you came to the movie with us. I saw <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we a couple of hours ago got finished uh, watching Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Mm. I think we all had. Oh, wait. Yeah. Is it easy to like, well, it's too late now. I may as well just say it and cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay to talk about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. If I feel we don't like have I to review it if you're going to get emotional. No, it's totally fine. If I start to cry live on the pod, then you're welcome. Exactly. Okay. No, it's fine. Um, so I'll just leave that in and, and spoiler alert, Maddie cried. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Super validly. It's a very sad movie. Very yeah. Um. So we reviewed Black Panther. We didn't review it. We saw it. We saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the sequel to Black mm-hmm. Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. by Marvel Studios, <laughs> <laughs> starring Marvel? an ensemble cast. Popped off with this film. They did. Can I just say before we say anything else, mm-hmm. two things. Well, okay. My one Major absolute spoilers. gag about this movie is that Julia Louis-Dreyfus was in it. I know that shocked they me. They kept she that came a very screen. good secret. They really did. Yeah, when she came on screen, I was like, "What? This okay. bitch?" I will. I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm just going to double Valentina back. Val. She was uh, Martin Freeman's wife. Whoops! Spoiler. She was. was this okay, is a spoiler yeah, yeah, review. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, she was introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No. Yeah. She was no. She. Was she? There was like a post credit scheme for the on the finale. Or was it Black Widow? What came first? Oh, it might have been Black Widow. Either it Black Widow or Falcon Winter Soldier. She was introduced. She was in both of them. She was also in. She was she in? No, she wasn't in. Uh, Hawkeye was she? I don't think so. But anyway, she's going to be in Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. To making the Marvel Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, and surprise shock, she's in this movie as one of the vil- like I guess villains. Side character villains. I don't know. I just love her, and I think this character is really good. And I want her to be in everything. <laughs> she was pretty iconic. I want her yeah, to be the, the kind of mean, kind of evil Nick Fury. Genuinely, as well, when she was like, "There's some things I want to apologize for about our marriage." I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> Had me shook to my core. Gonna Straight come good. over and hop on that pillow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, iconic. Very iconic. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the one I needed to get that out of the way because I was so gagged fair. that she was in it. So fair. Gagged. Um. Uh, Let's all say 
quick general, whether we liked it or not, just so we're all on the same page. I really loved it. I loved it. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's it. That's our review. Go see it. Goodbye. Yeah, Literally, what? Chelsea and I were in the car. We were like, we we're like, what did we not like? And we couldn't come up with a single thing. So, I only yeah. didn't like one thing. What was it? Do you want me to say it or do we wait? No, say keep, it. Keep, no, keep the viewers it. and listeners on the edge. Uh, well, I will say it's harder to review movies that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's less to say that's controversial. Like with Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah. It was basically just 20 minutes of Maddie and I stumbling over words, trying to <laughs> yeah. express the way that we loved it, but yeah. also it has some Aided major it. issues. Yeah. Um, with this one, it's just we loved it. No notes. Yeah. Um, no, okay, so the thing... One note. <laughs> the one note that I have about this movie that I mm-hmm. didn't like... Ow. Completely ruins the movie. The MCU is broken. Hashtag <laughs> go work, go broke. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> is that half the characters pronounced his name Namor and half of them pronounced it Namor. Interesting. I didn't even notice. That's fair. I didn't notice either. But I'm not going to lie, half the time I was like, I don't know what they're saying and I didn't want to tell you guys because Nicholas had made such a big deal about uh, the film. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie, all of my actual complaints have to do with the cinema, not the yeah. movie. Yeah. Can I just... My fucking ass. Oh, I've been shuffling in so those seats. So fucking bad on those seats. Fair. Did you feel me going... Mm. Yeah, I mean, a little. I bit, was like leaning forward. No, I kept, yeah, and I kept scooching forward, scooching back, scooching forward, scooching back. Oh. See, my, my seats are shoes. So bad. Maybe we should have gone forty. So it's boss. <laughs> we but two hours and forty minutes of forty might have been overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, can you imagine just if we'd added crying the extra? And yeah, up literally, literally added that extra dimension to that level. And of with emotion. a movie this emotional, you right. actually feel the trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> The, oh, um, that, that thing like jabs you in the back as she gets down. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck me. We have to experience it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, we saw Scream. It's an yeah. actual normal podcast, but we saw Scream 2021. I don't even know. Yeah, that seems about right. I think 2021. Recently. No, I think it was 2022. Jesus. Yeah, um, we saw that in 4D and literally we did feel the knives hitting us <laughs> in the back. Yeah, it was, it was iconic. It was an experience. Was I, experience. I had fun. By the way, I, you know what I've noticed? Tangent. Um, 3D movies are coming back in Australia. Yeah, mm. yeah. So in America, they never stopped showing 3D movies. Oh, really? Mm. So that maybe just one or two sessions a day, whatever. Um, but with like all the Marvel ones and stuff, they were all still showing in 3D. Interesting. In, Austra- in Australia, <laughs> since... I'm trying to think what the last one was. There. The, since probably... Ages. It's been ages. I would say 10 years. Yeah, but I was going to say before The Last Avengers, I think we probably had it for three years, starting with Ice Age, uh, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, (laughs) and ending just after Avatar. Yeah, Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, We've literally not had it since then. Yeah. So all of the equipment is 3D capable in Australia. They just didn't use it for 10 years. Um, And I've noticed just with this, uh, so with Black Adam and this – before Avatar's coming back in December, mm. they must have, like, dusted off all the 3D equipment <laughs> because suddenly there's, like, two sessions a day at each cinema um, that's in 3D for Black Adam and Black Panther. Interesting. Oh. I know. And I was like, oh, Interesting. Yeah. Maybe we should go see a 3D one sometime. Yeah, well, no. I wonder if they... Why don't you come and fuck me in the ass sometime? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I liked the 3D. It never yeah. really added much to the experience for me. No. Uh, well, Except it, for a headache. 
I, I think <laughs> it's just did you get headaches? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, okay. I won't do well, that yeah. then. Um, but I feel like at the time. I don't know if it's developed a lot because they haven't played any 3D movies, but um, back hmm. then it was just kind of like they'd have like three scenes maybe in each movie that had something that came Pop out. out. Yeah, the I rest of it was just like a standard film. Yeah, It's not really like that anymore, 3D. Yeah. It's more just the whole movie's uh, slightly enhanced. Yeah, and you know that they put like at least one of them so, in on purpose mm, to show off the yeah, 3D. Yeah, and you don't see that anymore in yeah. movies. Um so, yeah, now it's more about immersion, having the person talking be further forward in the background and yeah. stuff, um, which also means maybe headaches don't happen as often because it's not so Interesting. straining. Um, um, well, that would more have to do with the your focus and stuff, so it would probably be the same. Well, also, My though, eyes are stuff's also coming really far out. strained these days. Yeah. So. But if stuff's coming really far out, wouldn't you that wear more? No, I don't. And it's not like they're blurry or anything. I just... Just because I spend so much time looking at a computer, I think. Oh, so this is half just... review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever and half State of 3D. <laughs> Even um, though we didn't actually watch no. Black Panther Wakanda Forever no. in 3D. And we, we have a lot to say about it. A 3D movie <laughs> in 10 years. It's really interesting that <laughs> these are the first two that I've seen actually come up in 3D that aren't in 4D. Right. So even when we, we saw Scream, we 3D and went straight to 4D. <laughs> yeah. Well, with Scream, that wasn't even in 3D. No, it wasn't. No, it was just, it was the, just the bloods burning in our faces yeah, yeah. <laughs> as we were um, brutally murdered. Yeah. Um, so I find that interesting, and this is all because of fucking James Cameron. So James yeah. Cameron's pushing Fuck for, face. I think, 48 <laughs> frames a second instead of 24, um, and. 3D as well. So he's basically made Avatar to be witnessed in mm. 3D. So Rude. be prepared for every cinema showing to be in 3D for Avatar. Um, I, I mean, I don't really have any desire to see it in general. Anyway. Really? Yeah. No. Oh, I'm excited. Like, no. I, I didn't mind the first one, but I wasn't, yeah. like, as gooped and gagged as everyone else was. Mm. Like it. Like I have a coworker like that went and saw it six times in the cinema. That's like, absurd. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that should only be done for good movies, like yeah. the Hunger Games Catching Fire. <laughs> <laughs> on the 21st of November 2013. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in cinemas four times, but that was because I kept shutting my eyes when Voldemort was resurrected. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept, I'd leave the cinema and be like, fuck. I was like seven, so I didn't yeah. say fuck. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, um, I had my eyes shut in for vibes. that scene again. And then I'd be like, I have to go again so I can leave my eyes open. And then I'd, I'd do it again. And it took four tries. Yeah, I got there. Wow. Um, that's so brave. I, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> that's what we say to Nigel whenever he jumps up in the lounge. Oh, that was so brave. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm like actually excited to see Avatar the movie. I'm more excited about the fact that it's actually releasing. Yeah. After 13 so years. Long. Yeah. It was meant to come out like literally 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, anyway. Like I can appreciate it visually. It's just the plot was. Yeah. Speaking of visuals, Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah. Yes. Let's circle back Stunning. around. Visually. Beyond gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Beyond. Probably. Amazing. In the top three best looking MCU movies. Mm. I would agree with that. If not the best. Mm. I would say that the cinematography absolutely improved from the first one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Although the cinematography in the first one was still it quite was good. good. But it wasn't anything but it to wasn't. Yeah. What write home about. No. What would be the other ones? If you're saying top three, what would your other top three be? Um, I would say Eternals. 
That's fair. I always Despite forget about the that fact movie that the because movie it wasn't very bland. good. Yeah. yeah. The visuals themselves because really Chloe Zhao basically they were very impressive. only shot on real sets. Yeah. She, she actually like went out into Scotland and shit to film instead of yeah. being in green screen. Um, and then I would also probably say uh, Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. Because the actual visuals. Yeah. Yeah. No, the visuals. The concepts were, were so bright mm. and in ways cartoony in a really satisfying way that other MCU movies hadn't been to that point. And then in Thor Ragnarok, they kind of... Yeah, it was very colourful. Doubled down in a way that didn't work. I don't think they needed to double down in that department. But Do you mean Love and Thunder? Yes, or what did I say? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, no, that's my bad. Okay, yeah, um, now I'm... Now I'm yeah. <laughs> Ragnarok, I think, had fantastic... Um, Concept art and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. That's I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah Ragnarok was good too, but yeah, I you know the bridge fight and all that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bifrost bridge fight. Yeah, um, all that. Uh, and then See, yeah, I would say Ragnarok, like conceptually, is one of the best, but I don't know if I would say like cinematographically. <laughs> you mean I'm talking visuals, so that kind of yeah, covers cinematography and art direction. That's fair. That's fair. I would say, yeah, Thor and Eternals and Wakanda Forever. Fair. Fair. It was very impressive. I will um, say out of all of them, Wakanda Forever is top like, tier. Top general. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Wakanda Forever is, I think, um, Ryan Coogler really mastered the um, balance between those over-the-top 3D set pieces, uh, sorry, CGI set pieces, mm. and the on-location shooting. Yeah. So all of the emotional moments were shot by the riverbed, yeah. real practical sets. Yeah. Yep. They went to the place and shot, uh, like, the beach, um, yep. the underwater scenes yeah. Uh, yep. with, like, giving birth and shit, the flashbacks. Yeah. Yep. All of that practical stuff, and because it was an emotional scene, really benefited from... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because then you're not, like, distracted by, like, yeah. oh, but the CGI is a little bit... Correct. Yeah. Bit iffy in here. You're just really in true. the scene, just living yeah. in the emotional experience. Yeah. Speaking of serious scenes, this is the only Marvel movie that I've ever seen actually let us sit with those emotions. I yeah. know. Literally. And you know what? It's always been a, it's been a really big complaint for a lot of people. And I think it's been like quite recently as well. A lot of people have been like, Marvel just Rushed. never lets us sit yeah. in our emotions. I like, always have to break the well, tension. Well, that was with, with Multiverse of Madness. And yeah. Um, and that other one that came out quite recently, uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Did you yeah. just say that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, as Maddie and I were saying in the car on the way home. The well, whole I wasn't there. I'm so sorry. Well, that's why I'm keeping you up to date now. Um, the whole movie really felt like a homage to, to Chadwick. Yeah. yeah in, and yeah. like in theme and I think it was bookmarked with yeah. bookmarked with very um clear dedications, tributes to him. Mm. Both him and T'Challa. Um and then the movie itself tonally and uh character arc wise was literally about uh, grief, grief, yeah. grief yeah. and yeah. and moving on and stuff, um, mm. which said, obviously <laughs> lends itself to real yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. I said to Chelsea, it felt almost like a transition movie, but that didn't mean like, that doesn't mean that it was bad or that it's like a fluff movie that's just there to fill in the pieces. But it felt like one of those movies, like it was really taking – the characters and the MCU onwards in a different in yeah. well, it was drastically different while drastically different being very respectful yeah too yeah so like yeah. despite 
Chloe's out trying to do something different with Eternals and Taika Waititi trying to do something with Love and Thunder and Sam Raimi trying to do something with Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Ironically, yeah. it was the most understated Phase 4 movie, Wakanda Forever. Mm. That was the most drastically different oh, to absolutely. the MCU classics, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I said to Chelsea, though, it almost felt like an MCU classic. Not necessarily. It, was, it had the same like level of genuine enjoyment yeah. that you get that you used to get from watching you know how a right. lot of times these days when you watch an MCU movie it's like oh okay just it's another like, piece in the puzzle it ends and you're like okay, okay. that was fun yeah exactly but this one it was like that was really it's good. not ending and I'm happy that it's not ending I'm yeah. happy I'm happy to sit here and, and what, it, consume it. what they're giving us because yeah. it's so good yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely it's like oh my god like, I gotta go what pee. are they, what <laughs> yeah. are they yeah. there's still 40 minutes of this movie what yeah. are they gonna bring out now yeah oh of course another final battle of yeah. course it has to be bigger than the last yeah, one no, yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed the, the combat and all yeah, of that. The action as well. was the really action. good. And yeah. I think the three the three act structure was yes so perfectly done that mm. pacing wasn't an issue. No length shockingly was not an issue. I no. know. I said to Chelsea, I'm the first one to complain about length. Literally, but listen honestly, to any episode of this podcast. Any episode, Maddie yeah. and I will be complaining about a movie length. that's an hour and fifty minutes long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, literally, the issues that they have with length is either they've drawn something out too much, mm. or they incorporate too many different yeah. elements. That yeah. it's just like, okay, well, it should have ended here, and you're just yeah. still bringing stuff in. But very everything that. was, yeah, very well paced. Completely, I agree. And I think they went in depth enough for us to sit with the emotions and to really be exploring the characters, but not so much that it's like, okay, move on, you know? And I think it had a a full, uh, I don't know how to phrase this. In a way, it had a political. Yeah, no, it did. Scope. Yeah. Political. uh, In a similar way that the first one did. Yeah. Yeah. I would say even more so. This one literally had talks happening between two nations at war. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that, like, like, I thought you Namor, meant like in our current political. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no. I'm talking like literal narrative wise. Um, I think it was like an episode of Game of Thrones. Like mm. it, it was very much. No, a, I absolutely um, agree. It felt like an epic movie. I'm talking about the genre epic. So like yeah. the Lord of the Rings, it had this grand, grand overarching story. Yeah. And it told it in three massive acts. Yeah. And it all weaved it together really well. Well, I think the thing is, is that and a lot of... an ensemble cast. Oh, Massive the, cast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think one of the things is that a lot of Marvel movies, particularly these days, is they do treat the audience like they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because they're still aimed at kids. Well, I think yeah. we are. I mean, yeah, I guess. But, like, I mean, even in terms of, like the way that they treat us about things that have happened in their own universe. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm not watching the 35th movie in this series because yeah. I haven't seen the rest. You know, like I know what we're talking about. Whereas this one I felt like really treated the audience like they were emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. that they could understand what was going on politi- politics-wise. No, not that right. it was massively mm-hmm. complex, but mm-hmm. like they didn't hold Tur- our yeah. hands through it. Yeah, I think you're you're very right on that, tonally and stuff, and... um. Writing wise, it was, mm. it wasn't bothered with holding your hand. No, it wasn't. Um, it just trusted that we would be able to go along on the journey. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, it was a good journey. It was a good journey, and it it was quite a removed story as well, actually, from the MCU. It was. Um, it really you was. Would have had to watch at least the first Black Panther movie, but other than that, you're 
Well, I think because we're not dealing with like the whole multiverse thing, which is just very big concept mm, yeah. wise, you know, um, it's really like almost back to a roots type of movie, which is yeah. really very enjoyable. You're absolutely right about the ensemble cast, though. Chelsea, that's another thing we spoke about. We was like, oh, well, there mm. wasn't really one main character. They really actually divided up screen time quite well, actually, well between everybody. I yeah. have an interesting take on that in that, yes, the ensemble cast was huge. Mm. And everyone pulled their weight. They did. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. phenomenal. Everyone like was Lupita phenomenal. Nyong'o doesn't even come in until halfway through. Yeah. And once she's there, she's like, "I'm gonna pop my pussy and she did kill yeah. this role and mm-hmm. make you feel intense things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff. And that's like coming from someone who comes in halfway through the movie. Yeah. It's, mm. That's deeply iconic. Very, um, very iconic. I I think my my observation, I guess, on the ensemble cast of it all and not having a specific lead. Mm is that there was no specific lead until, major spoiler alerts, Queen Ramonda dies. Yeah. Yeah. And then Shuri very much steps up and becomes the lead. Yeah. And I think think that they structured that so, so, so well Mm -hmm. in that they spent two-thirds of the movie... Well, it was almost like we're processing... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Ensuring... Ensuring... Ensuring us uh, that we're not replacing yeah yeah the Black Panther and we're not replacing Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa yeah we're processing the grief as as a whole yeah and then someone is stepping up to the mantle not replacing him correct yeah yeah, yeah. and then um, by the end of it Shuri is very much the main character um, but it works us up to that point it does yeah very and much I think so, it yeah. does it subconsciously. And so well that I don't even know that it's. Well, it's in, also in a way that you like can see, like it's the process of not only the character but the actor themselves stepping up to the mantle in mm. the process of the grief of losing that person and yeah. understanding that. Well, because that was almost you're not how replacing she, yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That was like almost how she got to the end point is by. Yeah. Yeah, processing what had happened with her brother and making the decision to step away from vengeance. Again, that kind of like um, that throwback to Civil War where T'Challa made the same choice with the Bucky. dude who killed his dad. No, yeah. not even – not Bucky, the other um, guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, she, where he was like oh – God, well, he says something very similar to what Shuri said today about – vengeance is consuming them which shouldn't consume us which is almost what shuri said again verbatim today so yeah, well, it yeah. was something it's an interesting like um, throwback something about parallel i should say the vengeance consuming us isn't hurting anyone except yeah. our people yeah 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 right yes yeah That's and what she, talking about today. she didn't want their people to hurt to suffer from, just to because suffer, they're yeah, from consumed their own by something like yeah. that mm. yeah um because in reality none of his people had really been hurt by any of the effects that he'd felt personally because it happened yeah. Yeah. a long, long time ago. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. And, like, on, on with all that, I think it's been a long time since the MCU's had a movie that dealt with something conceptual, something emotional, like mm. grief. Um, yeah. So, like, I can only think of really Iron Man 3 being about uh, PTSD yeah. and yeah. trauma. Not to be Jamie Lee Curtis, but trauma. <laughs> Um, well, I think the other thing is, is it actually went a little bit more in depth into like war and vengeance and grief than like you, when I think of like Infinity War, for example, and I think of like Thanos being like, 
we are using too many resources. I'm going to kill half of the planet. And the Avengers all being like, no, you can't kill half of the population. And that's like the end of the nuance. That's as far as it digs. Yeah, it doesn't get deep as it digs. Yeah, it doesn't get deeper. They don't have any real discussions about I mean, there's whatever. There's there's some some scenes where like um, Steve goes to the meeting or whatever i don't think that's actually in infinity war but in end game yeah no but you're right about the infinity war has like um any conversation between thanos and gamora yeah yeah stuff like that it has those moments but it's not weaved into the narrative it's just a scene within the movie yeah yeah Yeah, it's just kind of like a like an add-in whereas this was weaved thoroughly the scenes in this movie all connected and overarched overarched well almost the point of it was the deeper yeah, parts of the film. Yeah, this movie yeah. is just an exploration of exploration, exploration of grief. Yeah. And it's a character study of 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 all of all these of characters them. and especially um Namor, the villain. Yeah. I think if you could call him a villain even. Yeah. yeah. Um He's just was like more of a ruthless leader, I guess. I can't I can't really think. He, I he, think it was it was purposefully, yeah, black black and white because yeah. Exactly what he was seen as the villain for when Ramonda died, Shuri wanted to, to do embrace. The same. Yeah. Which I think is, is why it yeah. was also genius that they used Killmonger mm. in the ancestral plane. Well, yeah. it's really because I think a lot of people, again, quite recently, I've seen people talking online being about, being about like, oh, you know, in the point in Marvel movies when you start to empathize with the villain is when they're going to make the villain do something like really unhinged mm. um, that you can't actually, you can no longer. Like Empathize. get behind, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas in this movie, they were like, "No, we're going to commit to making him grey. Like we're going to commit I mean, to." When he did kill Queen Ramonda, obviously that was. Yeah, I see. I would even argue that they kept it grey there. Yeah, not it wasn't so explicitly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just like they didn't have him stabbing Stab- her. Yeah, like, it was an indirect kill in that he yeah. she drowned from the bomb that from he the, set off. Yeah, yeah, which I think was also genius and also ties into the mor- and moral grayness. Additionally, she could have survived, but yeah. she chose to sacrifice to save, herself yeah. for yeah. the girl. So yeah. it was ultimately not – he didn't oh, do the act. also beautiful visually yeah. Yeah. with really her was. dress in the yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. He didn't do the act of killing her yeah. and she sacrificed exactly. herself no, yes, to you, save someone yes. else. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say, actively. He yeah. wasn't actively the one that yeah. stuck the knife in. No. Yeah. Oof. Ironically, yeah. he does then stick a spear through Shuri. But she's fine. <laughs> she, she brought that on off. herself. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was one of the naysayers who was like, with the amount of production trouble this movie's had, mm. Oh yeah. I just don't have confidence that it's going to be... Oh, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And I'm happy to say that I was wrong and I apologize. (laughs) No, it was very – I honestly would put this in like top three Marvel movies ever for me. I agree. And that had me gooped and gagged in the cinema. The movie Mm, finished and I went to myself, I think that's in my top three Marvel movies. I was like, I was not expecting that when I came in. No, No. I was was here for the characters but – from the past couple of this phase, mm. I didn't have high hopes no. for the plot or anything. I was like, okay, it'll probably be good cinematography, good characters, but the rest of it, meh. Yeah. But um, no, phenomenal. Loved it. And I will say, phenomenal. even just from a technical standpoint, it had, for me, far better pacing than the first Black Panther. Yeah, it's fair. I, I still, to this day, think that the first Black Panther is great, but it has a pacing issue. I think it lulls in the third quarter i mean so many marvel movies did through that whole period Mm -hmm. so that wasn't like yeah this one i think is 
actually probably got more action than the, f- than the first one. Mm. Do you think? I do think. If you think about it starts with the funeral and then it's an action scene. Yeah. I mean, I guess it probably there, just because it was quiet, because it was so long and so evenly like spread out, it didn't feel like we were being overwhelmed with action all the no, time, yeah. which is what often happens in Marvel no, movies. No, there was a good yeah, balance true. between a lot of different things. Yeah, like, It still had light moments. And even the action scenes had a point. Ha- yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, were, there wasn't just action for the like, sake of action. Yeah, yeah, the scene on the bridge – uh, sorry, not that is vague. The scene earlier on in the bridge in yeah, when Shuri Boston, gets kidnapped, Boston, yeah. Baltimore, Boston, when they're running in Boston, to the, not yeah, the and you, FBI, whatever. Um, I think that they used the action scene as a storytelling device about um Okoye, yeah, yeah, and her not being able to protect Shuri, yeah, mm. and stuff like that. I think none of it was frivolous. No, I no. would agree. Which is all why you do you don't feel like anything could be cut and why it's okay Correct. for it to be so long. Which is yeah, and that's why it doesn't feel as long as it is. No, yeah, everything had a purpose. Yeah. And everything felt fleshed out and mm, grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say, is the movie felt grand, it felt epic. It did. Yeah. It felt like a political thriller. They did. You it know? did. They put their whole pussy behind it. Yeah. Yeah, and I really did enjoy that they, despite all their circumstances, you know, Mm. let you sit with a lot of things, Mm. like how we were talking about before, how they just throw in bits of grief and then be like, okay, well that part's over, so now let's get back to fighting. Whereas, yeah, it was just absolutely weaving through. Yeah, and I think they did it so accurately, as we hinted at the beginning. I had a full breakdown at the end because (laughs) I was like, so because I sat with the grief for so long, I was like, oh my god, this is overwhelming so i think like again I, that's yeah. really unusual for a movie particularly for me like well, i don't really get in my feels like that whereas i think just because it was so i was gonna say were you also i'm not trying to put words in your mouth were you also just not prepared for that oh absolutely not like absolutely not yeah. i think i i mean again just like a lot of just general i mean it's probably i'm just very deep in my cancer feels at the moment just yeah. because of the trial i'm like getting deep here yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like um I think because I'm just really deep in that at the moment and then obviously that's how Chadwick died and because the whole movie felt like it was about that, even if it wasn't, it just very much put me into that headspace. So. Well, I think also we it started with a great loss and then, yeah, you know, Ramonda dies halfway through. Yeah, yeah the loss continues. and It's it's not light. It's no, it is not um, intense. And we see not... Shuri's transition through. Yeah. Um, even that kind of, like, rejection of wanting to feel the happiness yeah. about like any memory of true. her brother or anything yeah. like that because she just yeah and that's the thing Can't. is that um i i was worried that the movie was just going to be sad in a depressing way yeah in a way that would bog it down yeah yeah but i truly don't think that's what it was no it I actually think... it felt more sad in an accurate way which i know is a really way. weird but distinction also, to make but it wasn't just sad it was no. emotional full stop yeah, yeah. yes so yeah. there was a like this is, more spoiler alerts i guess the final scene was not sad it no, was, it was um, like hopeful in a way hopeful and celebratory yeah, yeah. and it was about acceptance yeah. yes and that was really intense. It was and emotional, well, but it not almost, depressing. Sad. No, it's and almost, even Shuri was like smiling. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, it's almost through the five whole stages of grief we went through in this oh, film. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like we get to the end, stage five, acceptance, and she's crying but smiling, and it's like that's just like a lot to watch, you know. Yeah. Not in a bad way. It's just 
overwhelming. So I, we're just literally jerking this movie off. Oh <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. really good. Like genuinely, I, 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 I would. I'm just fucking sideswiped. I did not expect to love no, it this much. Me either. Um, no, I, I would that. honestly say it's probably my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah. So uh, everything everywhere all at once still holds that number one spot I for me. Do, I did love that movie. Mm. I would say this replaced that for me personally. I'd say they're both up no, there. No, that's for so me. fair. I think yeah. that they have um they both have such intense emotional stories. Mm. Yeah. But on a personal level I relate more to the Yeah, that's really everything fair. Everything everywhere because of the um generational trauma and shit. Yeah. Um That's really fair. Other people relate to other things. I don't know why I said that. That was no, 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 no. Well, no. it's really true. So no, it's, it's, yeah. it's a um, lot easier if you can relate to it, like, on a personal level to get more involved. Like, obviously, Maddie related to it on yeah, yeah, a that's personal all, level. Yeah, yeah, And absolutely. you related to everything everywhere all once more on a personal level. So mm. it had more impact on you. Mm. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, I I, I really want to... <laughs> I was about to start saying, like, Tanel Cueta did such a great job as Namor and I can't say enough about how amazing his acting was. Then I was like, if I start doing that, I'm gonna have to go with every, every single, single actor person. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> every single person fucking it. popped yeah. up. Right? There oh was my god! No bad acting. No. no. Then there's almost no standouts because they were all standouts. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it hence yeah. such a good ensemble cast. Yeah. yeah, it was very, very, very impressive. And every single person. Um, when the reviews came out, I think a couple of weeks ago before release, um, a lot of the reviews were predicting that. Um, Angela Bassett would be getting an Oscars nom for mm, uh, supporting actress for the for the role, um, and other people were calling for um, Namor to be nominated mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm like, I agree. They, I think anyone in this movie could win an award for acting, but because yeah. they all were so phenomenal, I'm like racking my brain to figure out who to kind of praise for that. Yeah, I will say that. Namor's character probably had one of the heavier jobs because he had mm. to make this villain complicated in a way that's not being done in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I like. I think for me, Namor by far blows every other MCU villain out of the water. That's fair. Ironically. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I think he was a very well done villain. Yeah, complex, complicated. Yeah. Uh, Relatable. Well explored. Yeah. Relatable to a degree. Um, yeah. I could argue. Likeable to a degree. Mm, similar. Scary in a way. With Killmonger's like overarching. Yeah. Beliefs, but him. The his, character like, itself. Yeah. Actual physical acts is what pushed him over the edge. Whereas yeah. like, I feel like all of Namor's actions, even though like he did kill multiple people, they were like. He was killing people kind and I was justified. still like slay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's, it's, it's just not, kind of like casualties in war sort of thing. Well, yeah, it, he wasn't it felt going much out of his more like, yeah. Like it's yeah. not all right, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it all right, like, but you can see where he was coming from in order to protect his people. It's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like he was murdering people. No, it was he like wasn't it was going more. Yeah. out of his way to be offensive. He yeah. maintained a mainly defensive position, mm. but he just took on the offensive to attempt to intimidate. Yeah. I think Maddie just said it's um, not personal, it's war. Yeah. And I think that that's like kind of the thesis of the movie mm. is that um, 
even if it's an emotional war within yourself, like war, uh, Shiri is in has True. this conflict oh. in her oh in God. her head about We're so deep, not wanting to move on and accept it versus uh, the opposite, being too emotionally distant, kind of thing. Um, and I think that the movie itself is also very much. Mm. It's not the soundscape. No. Also, just to keep talking about the amazing things, the soundscape of this film was very, very good. Mm. Loved it. Very impressive. The soundtrack so good. Even the moments when there was really intense emotional moments and they had no music, it's like wow. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. a lot of the movies just let you fantastic. sit with it. Yeah. yeah. What was? What was that one at the end? Yeah. There was one closer to the end where they took the sound out. Mm. And they just had like a breeze sort of sound. Mm. Um, I think that was... They did it actually several times throughout the film. Yeah, was um, that... Um, but was, when the was queen it with Shuri? Yeah, they did it. I think they did it then. Shuri on the beach, I think they also did it then. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did it a couple of times. After have to rewatch. Mm. I figured out what I was trying to say about the war stuff is that even though they're trying to prevent a war and they are at war with each other, I think even more so it's about Namor's character being at war with the surface world. Yeah. Without the surface world even knowing because of the circumstances of his culture. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought that's the flashback scenes and stuff with... with him well, and I think I think the thing is, is that he was saying stuff. He was like, oh, you know, they just want vibranium. They'll do whatever they have to do to get it. Blah blah blah. And I think the reason why we could all be like, yeah, he's right, is because we all know he is right. Yeah, <laughs> like the, Factual, the movie yeah. opened the, with yeah, them the trying scene. to invade yeah. Wakanda to get vibranium, and then as it went on, obviously exploring the whole colonizer situation. So mm. it's like everything that he's saying is absolutely correct. Yeah. Even when Martin Freeman's like, imagine if the US was the only country in the world that had vibranium and what we do with it. And she was like, That's yeah, amazing. I dream about it. It's like the movie only very yeah. much reinforced that all of his points were correct. So yeah. well, like, didn't he, say, he said something along the lines of um, like it wouldn't be the first time that they've enslaved us for our resources. Yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. And I was like, ooh, peace build. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. I think the final thing to say is that they were very respectful of the Chadwick Boseman situation. I yeah. felt like so going into it, I was really worried that they, that would, they milk would it. Yeah. yeah, but but milk it, but also treat it like I think they kind of go two different ways when actors yeah. die in a series. Chelsea and I were talking about this. They either just brush over it and pretend it didn't happen, or they take advantage of it and like very disrespectfully milk it for all it's worth, whereas yeah. this one it did feel very much like a, yeah. Because yeah, I, I, like I enjoy off. that they didn't, mm. like, CGI him in and yeah, literally, like literally, um, I thought about that so much. They only did, like, that montage of clips in which he actually, actually acted, which yeah. felt more like a homage than yeah. trying to, you know, CGI him in and put words in his mouth, I yeah. suppose. And yeah. Well, even towards the end, I started being like, oh, are they going to do even like a voiceover or something? Yeah. With, like, because they can do that now. But they didn't They didn't do anything. They just... I don't was, think they used his voice at all, did they? No, they no. didn't. They didn't. And I think that was respectful. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. It was very respectful. I just got like chills thinking about that. <laughs> if they had used his voice, I think it would have been so 
uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think it's they, like what they did with Carrie Fisher in the last Star Wars movie. It's like, yeah. this is yeah. uncomfortable. No, I agree. At least yeah. they, she, she gave them permission for that, but still. Yeah. Yeah. As a viewer, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. yeah. I don't know. I, I just did not expect to love this movie as much as I did. Mm. And I'm like lit, all the new characters, um, Dominique Thorne's. Uh, Riri Williams. Iron Man! <laughs> uh, well, her name in the comics is Ironheart. Iconic. Um, I loved her. Mm. Yeah. I loved Namor and his cronies. Mm. <laughs> uh, Valentina. Iconic. De, what is her name? De La Fontaine or something. I, have no I idea. continue to stand Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, Martin Freeman. Still Winston iconic. Duke is still up there in my number one celebrity crushes. <laughs> I don't know who that is. That's Baku. Fair, so fair. He was iconic in this yeah. film. Not to get he was like good. graphic, but there's one scene in um, Us. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the um, Jordan Peele. Yeah, I know what it is, but oh, I was okay, not okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, there's one scene in that near the beginning where he's like lying in bed in boxes. That's like the hottest thing I've ever seen. But um, <laughs> <laughs> also the fashion in this movie. I can't. Uh, I, I, I nearly. I never talk during movies. <laughs> I nearly, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was in the throne room near the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Queen Ramonda has a reddish dress on. And I was shook by how <laughs> stunning it was. And I, I nearly grabbed Maddie's arm and went, oh my God. <laughs> like, it was iconic. I, I'm I mean, I see if it's in any of the trailers because I need. It was like reddish, I think. We'll look it up. Um, and it was at, at so time. fucking gorgeous and so detailed. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. I don't remember the dress that you're specifically talking about because there were so many moments where they fucking served yeah. this yeah. film. Iconic. Actually, it will, it will get a nomination for a wardrobe. As it should. Costume design. Okay. I don't think we can praise this film any more than we already <laughs> Literally, have. I feel, see, I feel silly doing that because I'm like, we've just been talking about how much we love it for 41 minutes. But we systematically proved We still that it reviewed it. We proved, exactly. We yeah. proved why it was great. We didn't just, yeah, say, yeah, it was good. Go see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I wasn't expecting to go in and be like, that's one that I want to rewatch. Absolutely. But like, that's one I want to rewatch. Yeah. And absolutely. I can't, like, I, I'll, I will actively be telling people to go and see it. Mm. Well, I Chelsea and I were talking about this before we went in, and I've been saying it to you for a really long time, being like, I think I'm almost at the end of my patience with Marvel. Like, I don't think I can really keep committing. Yeah. Whereas this movie has kind of almost like reignited. You my really needed that win. Yeah, yeah they really did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple more movies in me now, thanks to this film. <laughs> One last thing I want to say is the costume design of the Midnight Angels. Ha! Akoya. Akoya at the end. Uh, when she opened uh, mm. Martin Freeman's cage thing, yeah. door, transport track, I was like, wait, that actually is kind of scary. <laughs> it is actually a the little terrifying. It was giving Ant-Man vibes. It was cool. Yeah, it was, it was really bug cool. vibes. I think it was the eyes. Yeah. 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 It was cool, though. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Did you guys go and see Black Adam? No. no. Oh, I was going to say. You guys can do a quick rating of that on 1 to 10, but no. Okay. No. Why don't you do a quick rating from 1 to 10? I haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> no, I thought you guys were going to go see it. Okay. No, yeah, I didn't end up now. wanting to do anything on Friday night. But I even invited yeah. Chelsea to go this week, so. Cool. Very good. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Mm. It was good. 10 You're out of 10. You're probably only listening slash watching this if you've seen it. Yeah. So I hope you agree, but. Or maybe we've convinced you to go watch it because mm. you were like, meh. 
It's true. Oh, we didn't talk about the post credit scene. Oh, we did there was a little only, bit. Did we? There was only one. There was only one post credit scene, and it was quite cute and beautiful. Um, it was low key emotional. Yeah. And I think I think Marvel also was smart to put it in the uh, post credit scene, mm. mid credit scene, because it was like this this movie, this piece of art was to get the audience and the characters from yeah. through grief yeah. and to acceptance, and they did, and then the post-credit scene was kind of like a tease, yeah. but a respectful one. Well, I, <laughs> I said to Chelsea, like, it, it. Was, it was almost like they could give us a new T'Challa without replacing the old T'Challa. Yeah. Yeah, like, it wasn't yeah. like just a straight-up recasting. It was like a, we are giving, we're transitioning to a new phase. Yeah. yeah. Also, I was... And we we also went through that like journey of acceptance with yeah, Shuri exactly without that additional like mm. she still came to that on her own terms and then that extra was just a little light of yeah. of hope at the end of the tunnel. Very that, but also can I say when uh, Angela Bassett's Queen Ramonda said to um, what's Lupita Nyong'o's character's name? Nikita. 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 Um, Nikita. Uh, said to her, "It's it hasn't been the same since you since you left us six years ago." I know. And I was like, "Oh my, I forgot that the blip happened." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. for five years. So <laughs> she left for the blip, and then they came back from the blip. They got one year with T'Challa, and then he died. Yeah. Right. No. And then it's been another year. No, because this was six years. So that we were only, um, we only had like two minutes of the movie that was at that year before, right when he died, and then it was one whole so year later. After so that was act. only five years. Yeah. Wow. So I have no idea where this was supposed to be in the timeline, if it was supposed to be immediately after they were blipped back and T'Challa just immediately died. like. And then, that, and then a year later. Yeah. yeah. I have no oh, idea. I'm, also, that's me assuming she left right at the beginning of the blip. Yeah. She might have left a year into the blip, whatever. Yeah. But I, I, uh, this, that's how good this movie was separately from the MCU, is that when I mentioned the blip, I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> that's right. right. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. <laughs> also, I like how they're telling Phase Four so slow, so slow that we're now caught up to the five years. Interesting. Nearly. Interesting. It was like yeah. they they got blipped in like twenty eighteen to twenty twenty three. We're like nearly at twenty twenty three now, yeah. so we're nearly back up to date again. Um, Smart, which is interesting. That is interesting. That's all. Yeah. Okay. And Phase Four is over. Thank God. Oh, fucking Well, they went out with a bang at least. They did, yeah. Phase five starts with Ant-Man, which Mm. I'm personally excited for. I love the Ant-Man series. Mm. Do you? I do, yeah. Because I I feel like the popular consensus is that it's on the lower tier. No, no, I I quite enjoy it. I just, um... Well, now we've had this. It's like, are we going to go back to this How many times are they going to go to the quantum realm? (laughs) Yeah, fair. That's that's my only thing. I I do I liked Ant Man. I liked Ant Man and the Wasp. It's just like I want them to do something different. But I understand that the quantum realm is like integral to their story. I think it's integral to the MCU's story for yeah. the, this saga because he who remains in Loki mm. is a variant of Kang the Conqueror, who's the actual big bad of phases four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the villain of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. So basically, I believe, if my intel is correct, <laughs> that he uh, was basically, he has a ship that can go through time and space and throughout the multiverse, uh, and then he gets trapped in the, the quantum realm, and it was um, 
Michelle Pfeiffer's character, like, helping him, and then she figured out his true motives and left him there. Interesting. Fair. So, so now I'm assuming he escapes somehow yeah. in this movie, and then that's how he ends up conquering the multiverse later on. Interesting. Makes mm-hmm. sense. But Also, did you know in the comics... One of the variants of Kang the Conqueror is Reed Richards, Fantas- Mr. Fantastic's <laughs> kid. Oh, iconic. Like, wow. I thought he was just going to say, it was just Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> um, anyway. Decided not to conquer. Cute. I'm, 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 I'm done for real now. Okay. okay. Cute. Thank you very much for listening to What the Fuck's Happening, the podcast. Go watch the movie. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.